Hello, listeners. You are listening to episode one of Gotta Jabru. And you're here with me, the Lizza. And I am the kid himself. And we are two people here to talk about our two favorite things. Which are? Fish and beer. Fish. Love them. Beer. Drinking one. What are you drinking? Uh, I believe it's from Stillwater, right? Stillwater? Yep. I'm looking at the can. Yep. And it's a Saison, right? Farmhouse Ale? Uh, Farmhouse Ale, I think. Yes. From Stillwater. Wait. Stillwater, it's called Shoegaze. Wow, the, the coloring on this can actually makes this... You need like 3D glasses to read this. It's purple and green on a black can, and the each individual letter, one is purple, one is green. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's like a magic eye. <laughs> um, but yeah... I believe I am drinking that as well. That's part of this podcast, by the way. We're it's gonna a be—it's fa- a farmhouse pale. Sorry. Oh, uh, nice. We're gonna be uh, drinking beer all throughout this podcast. Uh, every time we crack something open, we'll let you know what it is, how it looks. How it oh, tastes. I see what you're saying. the The name of the so the style is in like this like holographic writing. Yeah. No, so it's like, the green and the purple of the yeah, can. Yeah. So crazy. like when you spin it though, it looks like it says farmhouse pale in white, and then when you turn it back the other way, it looks like it says farmhouse pale and green yeah it's pretty trippy that's cool um, yeah so this is still water there which is what we're also talking about uh get yourself one of these cans it's awesome to stare at um but yeah uh this beer looks great it's pretty straw like well carbonated how do you like it i think it's pretty sweet yeah i mean i get the definitely like, the season it's pretty taste. sweet awesome or it's pretty sweet, like, uh, it's got sugar in it. <laughs> the opposite of dry. <laughs> ah, I got you. I think it's good. I, you I know what's funny? It's pretty dry, too, though. You know. What's funny? This is... Okay. So the brewer of this brewery... Uh, brewer of the brewery. Say the that brewer of Stillwater <laughs> Brewery. Strumpke. Uh, he, so his whole thing is, like, he learned how to perfect... Perfect... Using the Saison Dupont yeast. Okay. And this, to me, t- is echoing in my mind as Saison Dupont. So it's really cool that he can, like, use yeast this way. Yeah. And, m- ha- like, trigger a, f- a food memory for me. Yeah. And remember what it was like to taste, like, my Saison Dupont for the first time. Oh, sweet. Well, so while we're cool talking beer. about cool Saison Dupont and getting all fancy and stuff, uh, we did say we're talking about fish and beer. Let's talk about us. And why we're doing this podcast. Who are you? Lizza. I'm the Lizza. Yeah, who are you? Uh, I'm a fish fan. Correct. That fish, is correct. Fish fan. How long you been a fish fan? Uh, I've been into fish since 2014. My first show was a July 4th show. Nice. At SPAC. Oh, nice. Love, hate for SPAC. I will love, hate because it's my first show, but it's not a great, you know, not great. Um... And I have been to 38 shows. Nice. And then yeah. who? What, uh, what? What qualifies you to talk about beer? What do you think <laughs> you know? Uh, I've been drinking beer for a scarily long time. Uh, <laughs> for a long time. I'm old. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I. I so in. I've been in, sort of quote unquote in the beer industry for the last 11 years. I'd say. Okay. In New York, the New York beer scene. The scene. Yeah, the scene. That's got to be a very high volume scene, especially when it comes to beer. God. Yes. Gosh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I am the kid himself. I am a home brewer of seven years. Um, I am a fish fan of also seven years. That's Lucky cool. number seven. That's really cool. Lucky number seven, yeah. Um, so, I guess that automatically when you're 77, makes me. <laughs> I hope you're listening to a fish song and brewing a beer at the same time. <laughs> That'd if be I'm cool. 77 and I'm brewing a beer, good for me. And you if should I'm, do that on your 77. I, I definitely will be listening to fish as a recording because they are older than I am. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I hope I'm listening to fish while I'm brewing. Um, That's cool. But yeah, I, I'm totally over 100 shows. Have lost count at this point. Uh, beer wise, uh, 
I've been, you know, just doing my homebrew thing since 2010 when I uh, stopped drinking Bud Light and Budweiser and Keystone and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I love both these things, and I can't wait to get into talking about both of them. Uh, so why don't we talk about the Madison Square Garden run? We were there. We were there. We were there. 2017 into 18. New yes. Year's Eve run at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I, it was uh, a great run. We were at nights two and four. Nights two and four, correct. We uh, couch surfed night three. And night one. And night one. So we were <laughs> we were there Technically we were there. there in spirit for all four shows, but we were there in analytic data for two of the shows. We can <laughs> fun fun sad add facts. to our ab- our fish. This advocates. is the first New Year's run I haven't been to in full since I've been into the band. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have been to segments. Uh, I have been to New Year's Eve night every year since 2011 except the year they were in Miami which was 2014 is this a 3.0 thing or have they always played new year's eve always? um that's a great question uh i i think new year's eve is it's like halloween it's like they they do it definitely for sure i mean they didn't do it when they were on hiatus but right they obviously they're on hiatus but i think for the most part they have uh Halloween's a little different, I guess, because they I think they have taken Halloween's off. Um, yes, I know that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they do not do Halloween every year. Yeah. I mean, technically they also don't cover an album for Halloween every year. <laughs> I was at the Halloween where they covered themselves, which was their new Fuego? album. Yeah. I was there. Hmm. I would have hated that probably. <laughs> I was as someone who has been to very few Halloween shows was looking forward to the album cover, so when they covered themselves, I was pretty disappointed. Um but kind of not this it was it was a weird moment it's one again it was all new music so no one was really going crazy because they didn't know what the music was it was the first time it was hitting all of our ears yeah so people were confused more like yeah and and people (laughs) obviously fish fans being fish fans they're waiting to be like when are they gonna start playing that whole cover album like what's going on like it got there were some weird moments but um let's talk about the venue msg obviously new year's run um, I know you and I have some feelings about that. How do you feel about Madison Square Garden for fish in the now? Eh, I don't like Madison Square Garden. Just, I'll just say that. I love fish and I don't like Madison Square Garden. So wherever those two things meet, that's where I feel about it. Yeah. Um, it's too small talk for about me. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. It's what too else? small for on? me and I want, I just... Coming off the Baker's Dozen, I wanted like a, an outside thing. I just I miss seeing fish outside. I mean, it's hard to see fish outside. They in don't January. have to go to another festival. <laughs> yeah, I know. I well, say, Mexico. Do wanna, uh, Are they doing Mexico this year? Um, I haven't, I haven't heard it, anything huh? yet. Yeah, I feel like they, they probably were, will. If they, I feel like if they were going to, they would have announced it already. But you never know with fish. You never yeah. know. Um, Mexico, <laughs> huh? <laughs> South. I hope border. they. Do, I hope <laughs> they do it. Sorry, I was just thinking of someplace warm. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, we the, the Baker's Dozen, to me, I think is a very big contributing factor to why you said you're over MSG. You did 13 nights. We both did 13 nights. It was uh, an exhausting, what was that, almost a month. It was three weeks. Yeah, um, for sure. We were uh, floor seats for six of the nights, and, you know, I think by the end of it, I was just tired of standing on concrete. Yeah. Um I understand why you're you're itching for that outside venue because we've only been inside for over, you know, almost a year of seeing fish. Next time we're going to be able to see them, it's probably going to be outside for some sort of summer tour, but at that point it'll be probably close to a year. So Yeah. I mean, it, that makes sense to me. I mean, there's things that I liked about it being an MSG and inside and uh C- Chris Carota, fifth member of the band, can't be a fish podcast if you don't mention chris Kuroda or that he's the fifth member of the band Kuroda uh. or Kurodo? Kurodis. Kurodis? Kurodis? chris Kurotis. i've honestly heard everyone say things all different so i, on- I, I <laughs> i've heard, heard all of name. those i've heard all of those variations i honestly have heard people use all of those ver- so i think it's chris Kuroda. chris Kuroda. see chris Kuroda. Yeah, 
But yeah, people like, are like, it's like yeah, Chris Carotis. My Chris Carotter. Like they, they, I've heard people That's how I remember. Chris use all the <laughs> No, right. you're actually right. Now that you're saying, it's probably that. just because people just are like wrong. high and drunk and retarded, um, and like in their I'm mind, it sounds like that. Drinking for sure. So it's definitely a verbal slip. Uh, yeah. And you know, your brain just hears it right. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. Uh, Carota. I, I wouldn't want someone to have to say his name set to four songs. <laughs> His name's gonna be <laughs> sure. Um, I like the lights there. I think they were they had yeah, a different depth. Great. There was a whole nother lighting rig behind the um, the screens in the middle. So there was like this awesome like uh, set of not park hands. They were like lights, basically like the ones in the front. Uh, there were lights all the way around the ring of the stadium right which right made that really awesome like inner circle yeah when he lit that up uh there was also a new set of lights way 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 at the front looking at the people who sit behind the band huh. um so there was a lot of like l- little like touches Tweaks. that i think really helped yeah i, the I didn't that show notice really any cool. of that honestly. um <laughs> if you look at the pictures of the show after i mean Do there's they still a use the really moving insane. hoist lights up and down Yes, absolutely. Okay. That I, was, I, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've just gotten spoiled with that by this point. Yeah, so I, don't I don't really think they can go back. I yeah. think now that they've done that, that's a door that can never close again. Um, yeah, it's, so it's great. I, I think those little additions were slightly different than the Baker's Dozen. Um, I think that <laughs> helped a little bit for me in terms of the light show. But yeah, I'm over concrete. I'm over inside. I can't wait for outside. I agree with you on that. Um, I think... <laughs> well, I think the gag for me was really great. I've been to some not so good gags. Some people really love the golf cart, the runaway uh, golf marathon, whatever it's called, uh, <laughs> and hitting foam golf balls in the crowd. I thought it was kind of lame. A uh, go- a golf cart race. They staged a golf cart race. Yeah, but it's it, it was not for me. Um, I was there the year they did the people up and down on the uh, on the bungee cords and stuff, and they just went up that and down. That was steam. And up and down. Yeah, that was. Did steam. they play that the same way they played like Soul Planet yeah. this year? So like steam was yeah. the song. Yeah, into old they did the gag into too. the ball drop. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It was pretty cool. Cool, cool. Um, this the sailboat, and why don't you talk about the uh, the addition to the sailboat? The cannons. <laughs> sure, we can talk about that. Oh, you're ta- you want me to describe the gag? So yeah, essentially, besides turning the stage into a boat with like sails that they lowered down, there were uh, there was a sea of of lights. There's a sea of people, and it was us, and we okay. had wristbands on, and <laughs> Corota lit up that My stadium Kuroda. uh in a really <laughs> cool way you made, made us interactive with the gag it was cool it, it was awesome it I made us look like an ocean and the boat was sailing in the you ocean. know what it was, was really cool. uh, here's my favorite spacey and cool it was here's my favorite thing about that gag. my favorite thing about that gag is that um he you're right turned us into the light show with him um and uh, actually two things i'm sorry about about this gag that are really great the first one is when they went to test them. Do you remember? It was during set break. Yeah, it was funny. So, so everybody's like walking around, getting drinks, like trying to like, you know, get their last minute. I'm going to eat a burger before I get even more wasted going into New Year's. There's a bunch of guys and obviously way more guys and girls in the line in the bathroom. And all of a sudden our wristbands just flash two colors and just go. Bzz, bzz, and everybody's like, oh, and the crowd gets super loud. And we knew something was now up with these wristbands. And when we walked in, they were just kind of hanging from our seats. And I remember walking into our section, someone has stolen like a whole row of them or whatever. And one of the things, the second thing that makes it funnier to me is that when they did finally go off after we turned into the ocean for the ship, uh, you could tell who had snuck into different sections. Right. Because there were certain rings of divisions of the lines. So you'd be like, oh, look at those group of yellow guys over where those green guys are going to be, which I thought was really funny. Um, but yeah, that was a great gag. I really enjoyed it. The li- the wristband only lasted for a day. I, uh, I'm interested to see if I crack it open, put a new battery in it, if it'll light up again. Be funny. 
Um, let's talk about the feeling we got when we were at New Year's Eve. The feeling I got? Yeah, the feeling you got. How does that sound to you? I was excited. Uh-huh. I was genuinely excited. Yeah. I, uh, how about post? New Year's Eve? Yeah. How'd you feel about it afterwards? I don't know. I like, did you <laughs> feel good about the run? Did you yeah, feel bad I, I, about no, the no, run? No, no. I thought the run was historic. Okay. Why was it historic for you? Uh, it was the first time that, for me, I felt a there's like an energy about the run because they were playing such powerhouse songs and i know one thing they delivered hard coming back to madison square garden one thing you always talk about to me that i always find really interesting and i always forget just because i'm so in it when i'm at a fish show and you know probably drunk and stoned and a bunch of other things um is like the energy of the crowd like I know you say energy in general, but I think what you're talking about is like the reactionary points where the crowd kind of becomes the sixth person in the band. And like we roar and we yell and we sing lyrics and you know, do all that stuff. Sure. Um I mean no, I mean um I, no, I mean I don't know. I, again, I could be like totally fishing and making this up and just the way I feel because I like thinking that was a special run. But yeah. it, again, thinking about the ticket, because everyone was like making fun of the fact that Fish had uh, quote unquote Fish's triumphant return to Madison Square Garden. And everyone was like, aha, that's a joke because like they were just here. Yeah. But when you look at that and then you go back over the set of songs they played the selection of songs they played yeah. they literally were here to like blow your face off for four days and give you fucking their best and it was great yeah and that's I mean, what they did if you don't mind i want to play that uh karini uh new year's uh opener listen uh, to the crowd yeah i think this is a really good <laughs> You can still hear it in the... (laughs) (laughs) To be 100% honest with you, I know this song is Karini, but when, like, he struck the first chord, my mind just didn't automatically associate with it. And just, like, the first thing, though, I thought was, like, whoa, like, this is going to be great. That's that's just how you yeah foresaw like my the night my going. brain just like said in my head like my inner voice said like whoa like this is gonna be a fucking great show yeah I, it's I, a great opener I think this is a good uh, good setup this is always a good like easy let's get everybody bobbing at the same tempo let's get that pulse going right but it's a like still very aggressive too it's like very rocking very heavy that riff yeah um i lost my shit when they went right into Susie greenberg that song is you love that song. yeah i freaking love that song so it's got good energy and and it was it was hard to sit there uh and believe that that was happening knowing what they did the night before uh the night before to me is i mean i bet i bet new year's eve obviously and night three like Fish fans everywhere are talking, ah, oh, it's so hard to tell, like, uh, which one's so much, ah. Uh. Um, one was a little more, I think Night 3 was a little more predictable than the other. It was, like, more greatest hits and, like, awesomeness. You got, like, the Mike's Hydrogen Weekapog into Tweezer. Like, there was a lot of rock and stuff going on that whole night. But Yeah, no, I, I still think Night 3 is the best act, individual show of the run. Yeah, I mean. If you, if you ask me, I would say that, and I wasn't even there. So if, yeah, if for you guys that were there, I would have been losing my shit. <laughs> I was losing my shit on my couch. Shout out to J3PO who was there that night. Uh, yeah, because he knew. He's such a little he, bugger. <laughs> he's a he's He never a instructed so me as for, how to buy my tickets, and then after the fact, told me I should have gone on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I uh, let's let's first of all say who J3PO is. Uh, big shout out. Uh, he is the the guy who got me into fish. Um, he is also the guy who taught me how to homebrew. 
Um, he's been over 200 shows probably at this point. I've uh, been seeing them for a really long time. Um, he's kind of got that, that idea down when it's a long run. You always want to go the night before the last night. Just the night where they bring it and they do whatever, and it, he's. He, I mean, it's, no, a, it's a really it's good. Apparently, it's like a known formula. thing in the fish yeah. community that like you always go to like the night before the night because they still do crazy shit because they anticipate, I guess, that people who are going to New Year's Eve are not going to be there the night before. Yeah, I mean, generally too, it's also that it's the Saturday of a three-day run, so it's like it's yeah, always like Saturdays the, are the high day. energy. Yeah, it's like a, a day that they're just known to bring it. Um, I wish but I was there, <laughs> but I don't regret I w- it. I wish I met every show, honestly. But let's be economical. New Year's and Eve was here. great. <laughs> fish shows are. Um, I, I wish I lived in that time of fish where I could just hop in a car and just drive up the East Coast and just see them for an entire run, where gas was like less than a dollar and uh, they were playing these huge like festivals, like the Great Went and the Lemon Wheel. Like that's the part of me that's just like ah. I was born in the wrong time, or I wasn't exposed to fish at the right moment. I don't know. I don't know whether that makes me go uh, southern accent. I don't know what that just was. <laughs> Ignore that. Um. <laughs> you're s- if you're old, you're southern in your head. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the... It's one of my favorite words that <laughs> you and I have been using a lot in our vocabulary. Uh, juxtaposition from the night that we first went and the, the, to the second and fourth night. Because honestly, I came out of the second night pretty upset. Uh, the second night reminded me of uh, uh, when we were at SPAC together. Um, I think that was... Uh, was that last know. year? Two years ago? Yeah, 2016. I yeah, and, and like that was honestly the only... Summer tour. Th- some summer tour. <laughs> it was the only bad... Uh, run that I can ever say that I've ever seen a fish and I just came out of that and I was just like oh I should have went to the other I should have went to Philly <laughs> yeah I, I was yeah. like ah oh. I don't know see I <laughs> I still enjoyed it don't get me wrong it's yeah, still a see, fish show I, and you, I I'm not we, jaded we, I love every show I've ever been to yeah I'm, I'm sure over there are songs I hope for picky. but <laughs> yeah see I'm not I don't know I hope I never get there I hope I never get to that yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to. Uh, I think the best way to say it is that every fan is always chasing their perfect show, and that's why we go to so many shows. Um, you're always trying to find one that'll top the last one. I think New Year's Eve, what I can say, uh, after seeing them for so long, is uh, one of my favorite runs ever. Um, I got to see them in Bethel, uh, New York, and... Uh, now when I go Bethel back, Woods. Bethel Woods. All fish fans call Bethel it Bethel Woods. Bethel's. Bethel's. Like Saratoga Performing Arts Center is back. Yeah. It's, it's the slang. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of things, a lot of things going on about that weekend that were just amazing. I was camping. Uh, it was like the first night was just very iconic because it had just rained and getting into the lot was like a huge thing. Like cars were getting stuck at the bottom. And this show, to me, even with all those fun, kitschy things, New Year's Eve run is now kind of like, well, they just blew our faces off. And it's up there, man. It's immediately in my top five. And even the out of all of that, I could have not gone night two. <laughs> I could have done one, three, and four, but I don't know. I'm a picky jerk. Go to all the fish shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, this, this is, is nice. So what are we still listening to? Yeah, this is still uh, Korean. Really? No way. Yeah. Really? This is nice. nice little groove right yeah, there, right? This is nice. See, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot Everyone's of... Happy. The dynamics of this show are very, very good. Yeah. And that's why I liked yes. it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Night 3 was really bumping, but this show like ebbed and flowed in ways that I would want it to. I, I feel like in certain fish shows, I get to points where I'm just like, oh, you put that song there? And I wasn't saying that about this night. I was pretty yeah, okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. Ex- I feel exactly. So when we were there, we thought set three, quote unquote, set three was like a big dud because it was all like slower stuff. But yeah. like going back and looking at it, I'm like, eh, that actually was like a pretty solid set. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> I mean, they did the soul party. 
the new song? Soul Planet. Soul Planet. <laughs> you know, I was. It was Soul a, Planet. Not That's Soul Shakedown like Party, which is I guess where my brain was at. Yeah. They just say Soul, Soul Planet. Soul Planet. Yeah. Over and, and over and, and over and over <laughs> and over. That is true. It, it gets. I think it's for. Uh, they're trying to stamp it into your brain. Um. So anyway, for some reason, like because the energy was so high after set one and two, this seemed like a little deflated to me. But yeah. like going back and looking at the actual songs after the fact, I'm like, damn, that was still a fucking really good song. Yes, Karini, Susie Greenberg, My Friend, My Friend, Fluffhead, Reba, Poor Heart, 46 Days, Maze, Character Zero. That's the end that of set, set one. That was set one. That's yeah. fucking set Insane. one. Yeah, yeah that's and just the, but set like, one. Here, let's talk about it. Uh, 46 Days is like a slower one, like a slower jammy no, song it's not. to me. Dude, 46 Days is like um, fucking thumping. Poor Heart is like Blue heart sucks that was the dud of that show yeah but, but, it was but still don't get well. me wrong if there's yeah i was gonna say if there's any bluegrass stuff that i'm gonna get and bluegrass is not my thing I hate either four heart. heart is the one that i want you know why you know why it's two minutes and 30 seconds long you stole my joke. <laughs> short and sweet oh it's it's your joke when it's about my favorite song you stole my you stole my joke <laughs> I love I love Golgi apparatus. I do. Oh love yeah, you, that's you. I was impersonating you. Oh uh, yeah. And then I said, you know what I love about that song? <laughs> and then I said, it's short. Can Can I that's just better? See, you <laughs> said it was six minutes. All right, like just it's short. It's <laughs> Delivery is important in comedy. Exactly. <laughs> Um, set two is Possum Fuego, Gotta Jaboo, Golgi Apparatus, What's the Use, and You Enjoy Myself. Gajaboo. So at the end of set What's two, we had What's the use was the dud in that? <laughs> and it was so fucking funny because the guy behind me, like, <laughs> towards Freaked the end of the, No, no, the guy <laughs> behind me towards the end of the song was like, yeah, what's the use? Because it was like the shittiest fucking dud song. And then what did they go into? Fucking something crazy. Uh, what's the use goes into you enjoy my Yeah, yum. And That's the, like, yem, what? yeah, what's the, the yem use? was so clean, just like the fluff head was, was so good. clean. We had a very, very. And then let's see. So set three in the gag. So we had obviously the ship and the wristbands. So we had Soul Planet into Old Lang Sign. Now that we are in nautical theme because of this ship on stage, we have Free, a song I heard the ocean sing, the MoMA dance, Prince Caspian, Waiting in the Velvet Sea, and then we end the set with First Tube. Yeah, see, that's not bad. No, it's a great second set. Moba Dance, first two, and you then, have some good okay, ones in there. So you have a lot of slow, every, stupid shit. Every fish fan can call an encore loving cup, and I know it's been done a lot, but don't get me wrong. I was <laughs> jumping you, out of my yeah, pants I, when they started playing yeah, it. It's yeah. it's a page side, rage side song. He goes freaking nuts on it. I don't, uh, it's just, I know a lot of people that's like they're, I don't know backwards down the number line or their joy or their sparkle or I don't know thinking of songs that people generally try to say that they could do without but no I don't think uh, it's that at all that's yeah. not even no 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 I think everything you just I don't agree with anything you just said yeah. uh, the reason why I didn't like it as uh, an encore is because I thought it was predictable <laughs> yeah that's cool this wasn't <laughs> and no. I enjoyed it <laughs> yeah, it's great. I I always hope I get this song. But hold on, let's let's go back because um, let's talk about one of the reasons why uh people again we were talking about people chasing shows and and you're always looking to top the show before um you've got something very near and dear to your heart that you chase at fish shows that you've gotten very little of. Let's talk about that. My song, the song, my favorite song is Fluffhead. Yeah, favorite song, and out of the you said thirty eight. You've only gotten two fluffheads. Yes, and New Year's Eve is my second fluffhead. Right. Um, I was there when you got your first fluffhead. It's really funny to me because both times that you've gotten this song, you are always in a good spot, like in the concert, obviously, and you're kind of like looking at the lights and really enjoying yourself. And I am freaking out because on the first like stroke of it, I'm just like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. And you're just like, you know, just hang in. And it takes everything in me to not like look at you and just scream in your face. And I feel like I, I didn't do that <laughs> very well the second time. Um, but I was very excited for you. I thought it was a very well execu uh, executed fluff head. I thought it was super clean. I thought Trey did an amazing job. I just want to listen to a bit of that. And I want you to tell me, how it makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm already screaming in your face. Yeah, bef before all that crowd. Everybody listening, she's got a massive smile on her face. The song is like so elegant. It starts out like so elegant. Like it's, it's so like it's elegant. Graceful, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's so delightful. And gets and right then, into it. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then like it's a little jammy. It's just great. The song is just great. I love this song. It's a very, very uh, intricate song. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's really funny to me that, um, you know, we have these songs that we chase after that we just get into pockets of where we don't get it. I mean, this same night, which is in also incredible, they played You Enjoy Myself. And I've only gotten You Enjoy Myself, I think now, only about four times. I said that out loud in between set breaks. And the guy, one of the guys behind us is just like, psst. I've seen Fluffhead like 30-something times. Or I've seen um, You Enjoy Myself like 50-something times. It's like, yeah, I've seen Fluffhead a lot, but I've seen, I don't know, I've seen three. Three You Enjoy Myselves. Like, you've seen two Fluffheads. Like, people get those songs that just, ah, New York. Let's get those songs that just fall out of sync. And yeah, like, yeah. you just spend so much time trying to... It's cool that it's so random for so many different people, I think. Yeah. And that's why there's some people... Again, there's some people <laughs> out there who will be like, Sparkle? Oh, my God. I got Sparkle. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Pass. It's, it's, I Pass just think... I, so I think people... I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons for liking a lot of different fish songs. And for all the different reasons, there are all the different songs... And <laughs> it's completely random when they throw it out. If you're like totally in a good place and you're like having a good time, like, and a song that you just happen to like comes on, you're like, yeah, this is great. Like something just clicks for you, and that that's why you love that song. Yeah. But like, where where did your love of Fluffhead come from? Like, what made you? Like, I don't say, know. Like, that's the one. Like, that's. I the don't know. It's is just to part? me, it's like such a yeah. It's like such an anthem. Like, you know, whoa. I know that. It's yeah, just that's great. Nuts. You hear a lot of God? It's crazy. Well, that's a fucking crazy song. I think I think you like it a lot. I think what really pulls adventure. you in, it's I think it's, it's more adventure. that the crowd gets so into it. You always talk about how like you like high energy shows. You love to be at the back of a festival, like dancing and doing whatever. So you get into it the energy that is around you and mm. Fluffhead is like it's impossible to not freak out about. Sure. It's, the song is Sure so intricate and has so many layers and has so many parts it's just very I don't know it has a je ne sais quoi again, again you just shush like me so you could hear this yes. part <laughs> I'm trying to listen to Paige <laughs> everything is so subtle but so perfect that's yeah, why I again, love this song the, the, your, so subtle, first, so your first fluff head uh, I love you, fish. If you ever hear this podcast, I'm so sorry, but it was sloppy. There was it was parts of it where it was just it, it was hard getting through. Were we at SPAC? Were we at SPAC when we got that? I don't think so. No. It was Baker's dozen, dude. Oh, it was Baker's dozen. Um, yeah. That's crazy. So out of all, that's another thing to think about. Out of all the fluffheads you've gotten, they're I am really close together. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So again, we're, we're again touching back on the fact that you get these pockets, man. It, I mean, it's hard not to because we went to all thirteen nights and then went right to New Year's. So right. everything was on the table for us at that point. Right. I would love to hear the other one hundred ninety-four, two hundred something songs that they didn't play. <laughs> like that's where we were at at that point. Um. God, look how clean that all is. Just look at that. It's really good. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. The one, the, the last thing I want to say about this show is uh, let's talk about if we thought that there were any like cryptic stuff going on. This run like reminds me of in um, Analyze Fish when he's like talking about how like the fans are like kind of down on fish and like thinking like, you know, they're like, like you're saying like sloppy. So like New Year's runs are either after the whole year is over and after like they've all gone and done their separate things for the year and then come together once or like this New Year's run was off the back of them playing 13 shows together. I don't think any one of those members did anything crazy in between Baker's uh, Dozen I think and, they had, and uh, they had concerts MSG, and stuff. We saw but nothing crazy because there wasn't a lot of time. I thought we saw Tab. Tra- yeah, we saw Tab up in, in Vermont. That was maybe. after Baker's Dozen? I thought so. I don't I, I just I that think summer, they those thirteen shows were such a blur. I don't remember what happened before or after. <laughs> I think they actually practiced for this New Year's Eve run and uh-huh. like as a blew musician, everyone away. Like, yeah, I they I I knew they were gonna try to They came out really strong. Top the Baker's Dozen, which right. was great. It was cool. Um so I'm going to play your new favorite song. And we're going to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about where you think they're going with their writing and like what they're doing. and Because uh, we were trying to talk about like cryptic messages that we thought might exi- exist from uh, this show. Messages they were trying to send us... Uh, like, were they trying to unite us or be positive? Or, like, it's, or are they just getting old and everything they write is in a major key? I don't know. Let's talk about that. First time we ever heard this song. <laughs> you're making this such a funny, you're like, can you turn this on? <laughs> I'm not, no, no, that's not my face. Don't say that. <laughs> it's not. Our I think this song's great. I think this on. song's catchy. I think the song is catchy. I think they're g- I think they're gonna incorporate it <laughs> into a lot more shows going forward, and I think it's good. I think it's like Steam. Like, They'll play it every once in a while. Uh, it sucks that I don't n- think so. Y- I think it's gonna become part of regular y- rotation. You know what would be really cool is if you would have kept the wristband and you wore it to shows following it. If it only ever lit up during this song, ugh, that'd be freaking awesome. Hey, fish, if you heard that, make it so. Tell me where to get the battery. I'll totally wear the bracelet. <laughs> It would help me. <laughs> it's nostalgia esque. I don't know. I'm getting my head. That's you know, weird. I'm head shake. You know, shut up. Stop talking. No, that's right just now. weird to do. <laughs> You're gonna wear that wristbands every show now. That's lame. No, I don't know. Just ones where they, they would have to. It'd be like them when they <laughs> used to hand out. Light up again. Yeah, they would have to hand out like pamphlets like they used to back in the day when there was like no, playbills. You're talking about the playbills from Halloween? No, but they used no. I'm talking about these are stories that have been told to me by J3PO, uh-huh. um, where like they would have gags for the tour and like uh, dough. Uh, would be whenever Trey went dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun the crowd would go dope yeah and they would hand out these pamphlets that were kind of like playbills that would tell people like this is what the gag is oh cool um so like that would be cool because like if they if they like you know shined a light in the air that showed the shape of the wristband like the bat signal i don't know just like some way to like tell the crowd like this is what's up and then sure you sure it, like you still like, have it yeah, yeah that's cool. that'd be, i don't know I don't yeah know. that's nice they might silly. do it they may do it they um, may do anything I don't know. I think they may cool. do anything. And tell me, because I know this is something that you're very adamant about. I mean, it's so funny to me that you've been in a fish so uh, much less time than I have. Like you've only been into fish what three years? Three years? Fourteen? Two thousand fourteen was. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, and it's like you're a way better fan than I am. You like read up on way more articles than I yeah, do. Yeah, four years. And four like, years. Yeah, but like you read like all the stuff. You listen to way cooler and more exotic stuff than I do on Fish OT. Like, really? <laughs> I think so. And like, I I'm sure you read articles about New Year's Eve. 
A few, like one or two. Yeah, I just wanted to see what people were saying about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like whether well, people well, liked were, it or didn't like it. That's what I'm like asking you. What were they saying about I'm it? I like, like all the re- all, like the articles are all really positive, and oh, like yeah? people just described it like beat by beat, most of them, and just like how lovely it was. Yeah, because I, I honestly I ask you that because I feel like criticism of them has been pretty harsh as of recent. Really? Which is why. Uh, I think they were they were Baker's dozen it, Baker's was very dozen. well received. No, I know, but Baker's dozen they brought it, and same with New Year's. I mean, I feel like they're trying to stab back at people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe fish is just being fish, and and we just go through waves of stuff. But I, I feel like most of the articles I read about fish these days is like all about how like they're trying to always like perfect their kind of like debuted sound and it's it is a lot more like light and kind of like grateful deady and you know a little bit more just like easy listening like i don't know maybe all that's offensive but i i just feel like the vibe is cool and it's a little lighter than some of their like funkier heavier stuff but it's like great because they're like playing really well together and they're enjoying it yeah dude trey was fucking loving being at madison square garden he was like jizzing like he was jumping up and down and like running in circles. Yeah, I remember like when he was like pacing back and forth. He was freaking out. Yeah, like he really had cool. so much energy. It was like insane. And like our energy was feeding his energy and his energy was feeding our energy and like everyone's fucking energy. All it was right, like, all ah. right, energy, mood stones and whatever. Ah. <laughs> you want some crystals to go with that hippie? <laughs> all right. Well, we have finished uh, what we were drinking. So we're going to uh, I'm going to pass it over to you to talk about this because you are the aficionado, the beer aficionado. Oh, I don't know. This is a this is an IPA, double IPA. <laughs> Thanks for the setup and then saying yeah. Sorry. So I'm holding in my hand. It's a funky Buddha. Yeah, funky Buddha. It's called Hop Stimulator, double IPA. And there's like a dude on the label who's basically basically turning into the Incredible Hulk, but he's turning into a giant hop monster. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> And it's That's inside cool. a brewery. It's inside a brewery. That's cool. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is their notes on their beer. Monstrously uh, happy. Introducing Hops uh, Stimulator, an IPA we've dosed with so much hops that drinking one is downright transformative. <laughs> Residual alpha and beta acids intertwine with a muscular all-malt body to create a beer that's so bold, it's, it's monstrous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's so that's that. Yeah, let's let, let's pop this and let's roll Soul Planet out of here because uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I'm over it. I don't know if you're over it. It'll grow on me. I'm sure. It really will. All right. Ooh. Smells really hoppy. Uh, it's it actually smells malty to me. Huh. Uh, I'll let you be the it judge. It is pretty ember. Yeah. Um. I just smelled straight sweetness, which is surprising to me because it's. They said so much hops that it would be transformative. (laughs) Turn you into the Hulk. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty warm. I just that's yeah, like super candy. Oh yeah, super malty. That's crazy. It's nine nine and a half percent. (laughs) That's crazy. So I mean that makes sense now uh, that I've read the ABV. Um, what do we want to? Yeah, uh, it's a really like caramely imperial IPA, which I don't mind because yeah. I actually like that sweetness to cut the booze. So uh, let's let's trans uh, transfer over to talking about the other half of this podcast, <laughs> which is beer. And while we're doing that, I'm gonna just let that you know week of pog and that 19 minute tweezer play behind us, if you don't mind, from night three of New Year's. How do you feel about that? Tweezer into Weekapog? No, Weekapog into Tweezer. That was the Mike Hydrogen Weekapog opener into the... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I love Weekapog. This one was pretty... This I, is I felt this pretty is good. Whatever, this is. I felt like the past couple ones were a little slower, and this one was like pretty bumping and like right tempo for me. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I feel it's like the last one I got before uh, this was really slow, so this is like pretty bumping for me. His bass is really trebly, right? Um, well, this one he's slapping, it's so it's it, really high. When he slaps, trying to say. When like bases are usually like very low, and I can't pick them out. He's like it's because he's slapping. Bouncing when you the, when the you strings. slap, you like pull the string away from the body and let it go, so it smacks back down. So you get this really like bouncy, poppy, yeah. yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love this song. <laughs> I do. There too. was a, there was a, so this weekend there was a a cool kind of event that I literally stumbled in, stumbled into. Mm-hmm. Five Burrows was having just some guy play fish songs. <laughs> a DJ? Yeah, on Sunday. A DJ on Sunday playing fish songs. That's interesting. So he was DJing fish songs. Yeah. What? So so he's he just going like seamlessly. He's basically no. Like it was horrible. It was all over the place and horrible. And oh, I was like, no. dude, can I get something like good, like a week of pog or a You went up and head? said that to him. Yeah, was that a dick thing to say? Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. I was like, yeah, like a week of pog or a fluff head. Like he was playing fucking. He wasn't playing what I would play. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't no, want to like, shit talk if, anybody. So, so if you're gonna DJ, it some was like anything. fine. It was fine, but like he was playing a lot of random fish songs, and maybe I was coming at it as like wanting it to be like he. Sh- I, I guess he was trying to play like uh, very approachable fish music because yeah. there are people there who obviously didn't like. Don't fish. like fish. So yeah. I totally I get mean, that. I get that too. I I would. And imagine I don't know shows enough. Sorry right. to to be like, oh, this is a shitty version of this. So, like, I don't criticize them that closely, so it was fine. Well, what I would imagine for a DJ to do with a with a fish set is that they would, basic. You know, how we're in a jam right now, and it's still very much weak pop groove. You got that. Still got that bass line in the background, but they they go different places where it can change or whatever. Yeah. A DJ to me would be seamlessly transitioning into another song, oh, no, even yes, though it's yeah. still the no, jam. No, 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 like that's what I, I that's what I foresee, yeah, and no. that, that it's something that I've always dreamt of doing with Fish music. Though, you should do really that because this was like um, mixtape style, and it was like pretty yeah horrifically cut up. Yeah, I mean that's maybe what uh, it was. People don't want to hear uh, Fish <laughs> to begin with unless they're a, you know a fan, but it, it, that's like. I'm probably being very critical. Somebody, I'm yeah. probably being too critical. Um, he played some good ones. There's theme from the bottom in there, limb by limb. Yeah. Simple, I also don't know how a DJ, simple. if he's got a two-hour set, he can play, what, five songs? Like three hours, <laughs> I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that many. There weren't that so I, five, I mean, six there songs. weren't that many. Yeah, there were a couple, like eight. That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shortest DJ gig ever. Um so we already uh, we already talked about what we're drinking now, the Funky Buddha. Uh, let's talk. So anyway, about Funky Buddha is from Florida. How did we get this beer? Yeah, shout out to Jesse who sent this to me from Tampa, where he lives. Um, and thank you for sending me the Copper Tail as well, which we tasted on another podcast. We had <laughs> a super awesome Guava Berliner, um, which was really great. And I love the IPA. And I think that was it. No, there was another Berliner. Anyway, Coppertail's great. Shout out to them. Um, yeah. And I mean, while Jesse was sending us beer from Florida, we also did a bit of traveling ourselves, I believe, for the Christmas holiday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I believe it's not as easy we, as you think I, it is. I, I, <laughs> it's not I as do not easy. know. I do not know what you t- what, yeah. what, what you are referring to, madam. It's not as easy to drive to Portland as you think it is. Uh, it's pretty. It's long, but it's so worth it. Yeah. That drive is freaking long, probably especially for you because you always drive it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and we always do it like first thing in the morning, so we can try to squeeze a half day out of it. Sure, it's sure, like, sure, sure. And it's good. Like I'm glad we do that. There's so much beer up there, and we need so much time. I I feel like we. Barely I'm itching to go up there again. Is yeah, that scary? we were just there. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I'm itching. Um, we went up there, and we 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 go to Portland four or five times a year. Sure, but Portland is cool. It's a little like Pocket City, and there are a ton of breweries, one opening literally every day. The last time I was there, yeah. there was a dude standing next to me talking to another dude and another girl, and the couple had moved up to Maine recently. Right. And their friend, I guess the guy who had already lived there, is like, yeah, my friend's opening a brewery. And then one of them was like, yeah, we're like moving right next to a brewery. Or they were both talking about like opening up breweries. So That's crazy. it's popping off right now. And there's a lot of breweries. And there's also a lot of really, really fucking good food up there. Because uh, for whatever reason, I guess the fresh produce and delicious access to food, there are a lot of like professional chefs that move up there and open like Michelin star rated restaurants. Yeah. So it's a cool we little very city. Well when we go there, it's pretty great. Yeah, food's great, beer's great. Yeah, I mean, it, there's, I, I think what I like most about it is that everybody's willing to try the beer that's in the town. I feel like in our market in New York City, it, 
it's starting to get to that point where people are kind of hopping around and doing whatever, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a couple breweries that just like have hype and people just go there. Or there's a couple breweries where they're like, not, I don't want to say one trick ponies, that's unfair to them, but like, you know, they kind of do what they do and people go there for that. Um, Maine is a special place where people are always walking into the breweries and supporting the local beer. Um, we finally got to taste Battery Steel, which was dope. Um, yeah, people are like fiercely loyal to Maine and Maine breweries up there, which is really cool. So everywhere you go, you get a really good selection of like what is going on up there, like bre- like from bigger to smaller to like a, just a really good Maine selection of local stuff. Yeah. And that's cool because being somebody who travels there or like goes up there only a couple times a year, you feel like you're getting a really good picture of everything that they're offering up there. Like we went to Battery Steel last time we were there, which is only a couple months old. I mean, we didn't even go last time. Last time when we got to the door, it was a sign that said pick up beer on Wednesday. We were there on a Sunday. They were out of beer. So it's like we yeah. finally got to go there. And yeah. he was closing early because they had just gotten like two feet of snow. And the next day, it was freezing rain. Yeah. And <laughs> we kind of snuck in there, and he was like, I have no cans left. I only have six stills of the four beers that we have. And we watched, like, person after person come in and get growlers of Flume, which is what we ended up getting and bringing back, which was delicious, double IPA. Yeah. Um, and it, it was great. Like, he was doing super well, and he was selling out of beer all the time. Um, we didn't go to Austin Street, but they're right next door. Um, super awesome as well. We had them, you know, when we went out uh, at bars and stuff there. They just have yeah. a really... Au- they have a plethora of awesome beer that's afoot. And yeah, there's a lot of great breweries up there. Uh, we went to, what was it, Lone Pine? Lone Pine. And they're they're doing really well. I mean, I, I've... I remember yeah, when we went there the first time, they just had one little cooler of cans. Now they have pallets of cans. They... You know, they're doing more cans and less kegs, which is a good sign. That means people want to take their beer home. Yeah. Uh, they're still really small. They're still yeah. very small. Yeah. But I mean, if you're up there, you should definitely go. Their beer is awesome. Phenomenal. Um, even their single hop series. I was a very big they fan. have so everything they do is really happy like yeah. literally everything they do it, but the last time we were there they had a goza that was really good it was yeah. super limited and we couldn't yeah we couldn't get it we couldn't bring it back <laughs> that's, that's, the best, that's one of the best gozas i've ever had there's seaweed in it is there something to that because uh evil seaweed. twin evil twin and Stillwater, i think it is do a collaboration called geyser goza no it's two roads and evil twin okay and it's really good and i think they do the same thing they use seaweed i wonder if there's something to that Probably. I mean, I bet there's uh, going to be eventually one day a lab that gets big enough for some brewery where they've broken down every bit of ingredient and can tell you how it can be utilized in every different way. Like you were telling me not so long ago, a couple of days ago, we were talking about the lupulin powder. Did I say right? Lupulin. Lupulin. Lupulin powder. I'm really glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about Liquid Riot's beer that they had that was hopped with only lupulin powder. Mm. Do you remember that beer? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. I needed a designated driver at that point. What? When I got to Liquid Riot. Yes. Uh, I remember drinking some beer there, but I don't really remember drinking it. I'll be 100% honest. It's pretty uh, faded. Cool. I don't, remember if it, I don't remember if it was an IPA or a double IPA. Hmm. But it was hopped with just lupulin powder. That's all they used for bittering and aromatic hops in the beer. And it was really good. So it was yeah. cool. It was something I've never had before. And I was excited to try it. And it was good. Yeah, it's it's getting really interesting to me how breweries are now really expen- experimenting with like really cool stuff, and it's becoming very accessible. They're experimenting very with hops. Yeah, but it's certain <laughs> stuff is which is smart. But like, I can now go on the internet and get uh, hop extract syringes as a home brewer. Uh, That's what I'm saying. And like, 
someone had to do, you know, Sierra Nevada had to do that and figure it out for themselves. And now because of their hard work, I can just buy it on the Internet. <laughs> but the, the question from a homebrewer's perspective is like, what does that mean on my level and how am I going to use it? Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that when it comes to homebrewing where it's just like, yeah, I get it. I could Vorloff and I can do uh, whirlpools, try to simulate a whirlpool. There's all these different techniques that I could use, but like, how is it actually going to impact my beer at this small of a level? And I'm sure there are those homebrewers out there who are like, you're a freaking idiot. Of course, these things do stuff. Um, you can try to replicate everything that a major brewery does on a homebrew level. No, I understand that, and I get it. And but I'm sure but it what does. you're saying is, is it What's worth it? Impact? And What's the impact? What's the impact? No. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> because if you're getting that in-depth with it, I feel like you need to be graduating to a higher system than five barrels. Or five gallons. <laughs> I mean, five again, gallons, to five see... Gallons, not five barrels. To see the... Uh, the efficiency of the result. I mean, obviously, I think that's why that's really what we're talking about. A commercial brewery, uh, because of their efficiency, the the techniques that they're using show a lot more. It'd be like if you were, I mean, you're you're a chef and a really awesome one, and like you would know, like if you overuse an ingredient or you underuse one, and you can like tell based on what you're making. So if like I don't know, I'm just trying to to metaphor it here, and I'm. <laughs> You're Missed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know. You just want to know how... If it's worth, you know, worth the time and worth worth the effort. And again, I feel like there are people out there who just heard that and just turned off the podcast. And maybe there are some dudes out there who are really curious and just thinking the same thing and whatever. I mean, we're talking about... We just drank a really malty IPA, IPA, yeah. And it's like the only way to really combat that to me is making it more bitter and dry hopping the crap out of it. See, like and I think th this is like a normal IPA. I think I think this is a normal IPA. Like it's balanced. Yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> when people say something. I don't know. I think when people say something is malty these days, they're just referring to like a more balanced IPA. I was going to say, I just took a bite of a pretty sugary filled cookie and then sipped it. And it's still pretty sweet to me. So sweet. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's that's malt forward. That's just, And that's the alcohol. And that's the, the grain, you know, the result of the grain bill. So I don't know. I think maybe my point is that this market is just getting so spoiled with like these New England style super light yellow IPAs that like this now seems like it's way too sweet and the malt is out of whack. Oh, that's I think it's more just like a normal IPA. That's interesting. I mean, uh, when like you say when Nevada so pale I, I was going to say is like say amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's pretty sweet uh, yeah, for a pale ale. Balanced. Again, so I would say that beer is balanced. Yeah, no, that's th I, I was going to say that's really interesting that you say that. Maybe I've just been drinking too much reciprocal and too much, you know, flume and too much. I think so. <laughs> ah. Maybe I'm just uh, my palate shot. Maybe that's why you're drinking a bunch of Pilsners and uh, hoppy Pilsners and hoppy lagers. I'm super into them. Yeah, send me those. Why the hoppy? Why beer the fans? <laughs> why the hoppy ones? Why not just regular I love Pilsners hops. and lagers? Uh, because okay. to me, it still sa satiates my IPA craving, yeah. but the body is so much lighter and like so much less aggressive. Even that saison we drank from Stillwater was great. Like, I like lighter bodied, hoppy things. Do you know why I would like Lower that Stillwater Pilsner? Things. Because it was like aggressively hopped, considered for the style. Uh, I'm really sensitive for a, for to the. Pale ale? I'm really sensitive to the lager and pilsner yeasts. Yeah. So I can't taste that sensitivity anymore. It's like enough that th to me it's balanced. And Oop. to others it would probably be like outside the style. So that's that's why I like them. Um, and I can appreciate them. It's when it gets that light and that whatever. And I can enjoy the finish. The finish is what gets me. On a Pilsner? On a, yeah, and especially on a lager. The finish? Yeah, it's like it tastes like someone soaked my beer in pennies. I never know what you mean when you say that. I know, and I'm I don't know. I'm uh, 
I hope there's someone who ends up listening to this podcast and gets what I'm talking about. And Maybe they're, they're going to write me one day and be like, you're not wrong. I get it, too. <laughs> Pilsner's, the off flavor is commonly DMS. It's the uh, co- cream corn flavor. Because yeah. they use light malts. I huh. think that's the common off flavor with Pilsner's. Yeah. I don't get the copper penny thing. Because metallic is an off flavor, but it literally tastes like metal. Yeah. So I don't think that's what you mean. Maybe I Penny's just, maybe like my blood? older brothers, again, I was going to say. metal, it's the same thing. Maybe my. Are you talking about blood no, and metal? No, it's copper. I was going to say, I maybe, maybe, maybe my older, I was going to say, maybe my older brother was just an a-hole and just made me drink some water soaked in pennies and it's forever imprinted on my mind. Pebbles and marbles. I don't think you should <laughs> soak, I don't think you should drink a cup of water that you had pennies soaked Maybe in. my brother didn't tell, I don't know. This is like my brother told me to watch Gremlins in a room by myself when I was six years old. Yeah, was like, this movie's really great. Scary. And then really I started scary. watching it. I was like, look at these fluffy little things. And next thing I know, they're trying to kill people. And I was just like, what the fuck is this the point shit? of the movie. <laughs> I didn't know. The I twist. was six. <laughs> twist. Yeah, that's really young. I don't condone That's like that my either. cousins being like, hey, come watch this show about this doll that comes to life when I was five. Chucky. And they were like, hey, it's Chucky. That's also really like really <laughs> scary. If you go back and look at a lot of those horror films, like the original It, because they were like doing so many like comparisons with the new one that just came out, yeah. like it is legit terrifying. The original It, not this new. Yeah, it. like all the early horror, like Children of the Corn. Those movies are like fucking scare the shit out of you, scary. Yeah. So, like who's watching these movies? I don't know. People who want to poop like, their legit pants in the movie scary. Theater. They're very scary. <laughs> For some I odd reason, I was exposed to a lot of horror films and like like classic, like really, really classic horror films like, you know, fucking Day of the Dead, zombie, like all the zombie films and like uh, Suspiria, like really crazy, weird, artistic, like yeah, horror films. I'm an action film, sci-fi. I, I want big I love bangs. sci-fi too. I need something that's going to take my ADHD and... Am I screaming? And, and like... <laughs> Sorry. I I need films that are gonna capture my attention, and to catch an ADHD person's attention is like trying to play with a golden retriever. So I just need explosions. That's and like children's like, films and like action, like cartoons. No, I I just need like animation, quick bursts of things, and like yeah, keep it moving, keep it moving. Um, that's like uh, I, uh let's I want to bring up some. Off the beer and fish topics. Some random thoughts that you and I get to have at the end of each episode uh, to wrap it up. Sure. Uh, you have me, you who was a uh, huge fan of this show, have me into uh, the X-Files right now. Oh, and, sweet. And I have uh, I have moments, you know, I have, I have moments. I, I just did this with Star Trek. I watched uh, Next Generation, all of it. Um, I never watched it yeah. when it came out. I finally finished all of it. You know who um, just died? Who just died? The, Patrick Stewart? The, no, the, ki- no, the Stewart kid. Died. Remember the episode we watched where Worf has a kid? Yeah. The, the actor who played that little kid just died. Oh, my God. And he's like 30-something years old. Well, yeah. What did he die of? I have no idea. I heroin, read that far It's heroin it. opiates always. I'm telling you right but now. That, I was like, oh, I actually know who that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode. That's crazy. It is. It's sad. Yeah, but you have X-Files, me. X-Files, Yeah, I was going to say, you have me watching the X-Files. And... I'm I'm still only in season one. I just started. Maybe we'll do a follow up at some later point with this podcast. Um, another <laughs> random moment at some later point. Um, I'm just stick it's, it's, with it. It, it. No, and don't get me wrong. It's a season one. I know season one of any show is going to be pretty slow and pretty whatever. God, this jam is so good. Hold on one second. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, not good. Sorry. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's a perfect example of to some people that's thrilling and crazy and awesome. And to me, there are moments where I'm just like, can I have like fast forward through this stuff? Like, yeah, no, most of it's like that. For initially, it's so much setup. It's oh. so much setup. Yeah, but you're, you're sitting through so much. Yeah. I've probably only seen the episodes that you're watching now like two times. Oh, like yeah. Once or twice. So it's a season I that you never when go you back re-watch, and rewatch. Yeah. Never, 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 never. Never. Not once. You know, a lot of people tell me that about shows that they've religiously watched. There's certain shows that break the mold, like Breaking Bad. Some people watch it 
all over again because it's so good and like watch it from I've never done all the way that. back through. I mean, I don't know, but I think you d- you've never seen that show, right? No, oh, I've man, only seen the totally first three episodes. Show. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, if you ever want to do an analyze Breaking Bad episode where I've never seen it, and you have. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't convince you of anything. You just fucking watch that show. Oh, yeah, like okay. it's so goddamn good. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just it's just interesting to me that like it it brings it all back to fish to me, and it's that some people when they're trying to get into fish. I mean, when we were hanging out with Josh uh, during the New Year's one, he's the one who told us about analyze fish. Yeah, you and I have listened to all of it. Uh, we both have finished it now at this point. Uh, it's interesting to me how people what people attach to. And there are things about X-Files that you attach to that uh, I don't. There are things that I think are comical about it that, you know, you don't. Um, same with Fish. There are things that I really want. There are songs that you want that I just laugh at you about behind your back when you're not Yeah, because attention. it's like, wha- it's like it's again, wha- where you are with that thing. Yeah. Like, I watched X-Files when I, was a ki- when I was a kid, when I was a little kid. Like, I grew up with that show. Right. And I'm watching it now way post. Right. That's and my it's point. it's hokey a little bit. It's kind of like Next Gen was when I started watching that. It's, it's like, hard to describe. It's hard to describe it. You don't but capture there's it There's a generation moment. of people like me yeah. who are, like, fucking jizzing their pants right now that there's a new season on TV. Right. But, like, that's how some people are with fish. And that's how I yeah. think that I... It's funny that you have to remind yourself about that and the certain things that you enjoy. So right now I just I'm trudging through some X Files crap right now until I get to the meat. It's and just potatoes. like your fish career and too. Just like my fish career, You're like fucking in a sour spot. I had spot. to be told that there were going to be the most drugs that I ever do in a single place in order for me to go because I couldn't get past the terrible singing and the funny lyrics. So it's like everybody goes through different moments, and you know, some people do love shows from episode one right out the gate. I don't know. Uh, but we're gonna explore that more as we continue to talk about fish and beer. Uh, this has been a great first episode. I can't wait to keep doing more. How about you? I'm into it. Sure. 100%. I'm into this jam. I'm into this jam, too. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Gotta Jabru. I am the kid himself. And I am the Liza. And we will catch you guys next time. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to do 9-10-1999. First got a Jabu. Where is this? uh, George Washington. It's in Washington in a place. The Gorge. No, George Washington is where the Gorge Amphitheater is, but it's in George Washington. (laughs) So... What what venue is this? All right, man. I'm glad we're recording because this no, is no, no. What what venue is this? Gorge Amphitheater. The gorge. Yeah, yeah. The gorge. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> this will be in the rough cut. <laughs> no, no. I just I like to know where they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Helps me make a picture in my mind. <laughs> <laughs>